You know, Damon, I found you've just kind of like stopped being funny. Calling the kettle black over here, pal. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but <laughs> you know, we've done a hundred and some odd episodes, and I just kind of feel like maybe we've both kind of hit a wall. Let's step our game up. What could we do to add some funny to our weekly routine? Well, we could rock with Second City. All right. Let's do it. You can add some funny to your weekly routine with an eight-week improv, writing, or stand-up comedy class at the Second City Training Center. Use the code FUNNYPOD for 15% off Improv Level A, Writing 1, or Stand-Up 101. The new session started January 7th. Go to secondcity.com backslash TC or call 312-664-3959 to register. Yeah, there you go. Rock with the people. Young Polar. Ha! <laughs> If I had 12 songs on a CD and neither one of them had words to it, mm. would you still understand what I'm talking mm. about? What's up, y'all? So as many of you know by now, me and Kiss went to college together. Um, and while I was diligent in my study of smoking weed and playing 2K, <laughs> this guy was out here getting work done, following his dreams and uh, getting some experience out here. Uh, and he was able to sit down and interview who I believe is the greatest rapper of all time. So we're excited to bring you uh, from 2013 as part of our ongoing Go Back series here on Ergo, my interview with the incredible Kendrick Lamar. Oh man, you really stunned on us on this one. So, so, <laughs> so from what I understand, this is 2013, Good Kid, Mad City was out? Yeah, so it had been out for a little less than a year. He was on this big kind of first headlining tour I think and this show was at the University of Iowa and Chance the Rapper was opening for him oh, man. they had never met before you're the matchmaker <laughs> I don't know about all that but Chance like didn't have a band it was just him and Oreo and Ergo alum uh, and then like 15 other dudes we'll talk more about the Chance but when I play that one in a couple weeks but yeah Kendrick came out just basically wrapped his ass off for an hour and then I had a chance to sit down with him in the green room. So what was the experience like getting to, to talk to him at that time? So first of all, he was tiny, like a very small yeah, he's person. A, he's a little guy. And he was in this University of Iowa jersey that was five sizes too big. And it was after the show, so his voice was hoarse, you'll hear. Um, but he was someone who just came across as so focused and present and serene in a way that I think, you know, sometimes we assume that that came later. But even then, he just like knew himself, was composed, and at least came across with this great sense of like comfort in his own skin. Ah oh, man, that's amazing. I'm uh, jealous as hell, to be honest. You need to uh, hit his line and get him on air go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> we, you know, we need to run that back. We've been going back and forth, you know, public. I'll have his people call our people. All right, all right, let's work on that. <laughs> so without further ado, let's get into my interview from 2013 with Kendrick Lamar. going on y'all it's Kendrick Lamar what's happening thank you so much for sitting down with me yes sir in the midst of crossing the country and the world after the phenomenon explosion of musical everything that was and is Good Kid Mad City right for a project like Good Kid Mad City which is so personal you know you're telling your story right maybe initially as this whole thing continued to spread was there any feeling of vulnerability on your part of having your story be told to people who might not 
you know, understand the context that goes along with it. I wasn't really worried about, you know, what they understand, a kid coming from Compton, if a kid in Germany listening to it. Mm. Because the overall message of it is, you know, coming from a dark place and doing something positive with yourself, you know, coming from under that rock and finding some type of light, some type of sunshine, you know, through whatever makes you happy, whatever that can inspire somebody else. And my positive light was you know, through music, you know, mm. and that's the whole concept of it. That's why I think so many people relate to it. Even though the story is so... You know, it's it's not even just the story of a kid from Compton. It's your story and the kind of introspection that you bring to it as you've seen the reaction that people have had where they found whatever it is that they can grab onto that rings true. Right. Whether it's in the music, something about pulling themselves up. Have there been, you know, maybe a couple surprises or moments that have stood out in terms of just the, the resonance with people you might not have expected it to just click? Yeah, people that completely doesn't speak English, you know, <laughs> rapping them lyrics when I go to these countries, these, you know, beautiful places, man. And for them to connect with the music just off vibes and, and you know, sounds and melodics of my voice, that is uh, truly a gift. As you've been able to connect with people in all these different ways, you're in an interesting point right now where that was without question what we just saw downstairs a hip-hop show yeah and you're in this role and when i say pop i don't mean pop as in a degrading term i mean in yeah, terms yeah. of something that people are connecting with you know across Mainstream, all those experiences across the board right universal um, how do you view the uh kind of the role or the responsibility for you that's attached to that position i that think um see? for the most part it's not when you say uh let's say the mainstream let's call it pop the mainstream all right i'll roll with it yeah, I think more so, you know, a lot of people be like, you got to cross over, you know, to really make it. I think what's happening with me is something that hasn't happened in a long time where mainstream is actually crossing over mm. to what I do and to right. what my crew done. And, you know, for the cats that need to be heard, it's not us crossing over to them. Right. It's uh, them listening to us where there's really no boundaries now. Right. Yeah. Do you have, do you have any idea of what's enabled that to happen? Because there is kind of this trope or this rhetoric that if you want things to expand, you know, you have to tell a story that isn't fully yours, which I can tell you know is not something you were interested in doing. Yeah. I think really. Um. I don't know, man. I can't. I can't sit here and give you a political correct answer. <laughs> you know, I really think it's a, a God's gift, man. What yeah. I'm doing and the connection I have with these people is not me. <laughs> I can't say that a whole bunch of rhymes and raps got me here. It helped me, right. you know, it, it helped me a little bit, but for the most part, it's really a God's gift that I have that's, you know, everlasting. Mm. Working with that gift, are there any kind of musical strands that you, throughout, whether it's performing or in the booth, or whether it's just even when you're thinking about, you know, conceptualizing what you're going to make, mm. that you kind of prioritize or place at the top? of your creative process? Um, this will be giving away my tricks. <laughs> but I tell you, um, I base my songs, a body of songs of, around the first step of knowing what am I trying to say. Mm. To have 12 different concepts, but to make it feel, or I put it to you like this, if I had 12 songs on the CD and neither one of them had words to it. 
Mm. Would you still understand what I'm talking mm. about? So I look at it like that. Everything have to make sense, even when I don't want it to make sense. So it's making sense in a way that isn't just about the message or the takeaway. It's right. about yeah. you feel it. It's the affect. Exactly. Of it. yeah. And that's the connection that Good Kid, Mad City has. You know, if mm. I stripped away the lyrics, just the music alone, you know, my, my music selection and my choice of words and instruments, you know, from the skits, if it was just the beats and the skits, I think you'll still understand the actual album. Yeah, and looking at the people and the just the scope of that album musically, to tell a narrative, to tell an epic almost in the way right. you do, bringing voices in, regardless of how huge they are, how famous they are, bringing voices in that fit that. You know, I talked a few weeks back with Charlie and Margot who did the strings on okay. Good My Vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and for them, one of the things they articulated was the respect that they felt as musicians coming from you and the creative process attached to that where it wasn't just let me throw some strings on there it was let me mm. form something in collaboration with their creative vision that feels right mm. when it comes to telling your own story how do you bring other people in to do that with you because you need to have a team behind you whether it's musically all the people that mm -hmm. you work with who there's no question they've done an incredible job over right. the past years. Really um, just about sitting them down and explaining the vision mm. and see who understands it the best. You know, just as much as the people that work with me got it, a lot of people didn't get it. Right. A lot of people wanted to run from it because they felt like people wouldn't understand it or it wasn't going to be a success. You know, and those are the same people right now that's turning in their grave. <laughs> they dug a deep hole for themselves. But the people that understand it and got it, they really, really understood it and understood where I was coming from because in my songs, that wasn't a, a lifestyle that, you know, I'm portraying, you know. Right. I was really still pulling up in my mama van right. while recording these songs, <laughs> you know. I was really still living on my mama's couch a year ago from the first song that I started performing wow. that I recorded for the album. Wow. I was still there, you know, so it wasn't hard for them to see. You know what I'm saying? They so, just had to be willing to listen and look. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So all the photo shoots they came to where I was in the neighborhood and they see my homeboys and my parents and they knew that what I'm talking about is real. It just made them feel that connected, which was an easier program to run. Well, thank you for staying consistent with your vision. Thank you. Pushing the envelope, creating amazing music. And yes, sir. I think you've seen throughout, and as have we, just the way that people are hungry for that story that yeah. they can connect to. So yeah. thank you so much for thank sitting down with me. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right.